0: This show
1: is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of Liberty and Prosperity and the Highway to the North, this is Safety Wars for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I keep on wanting to say 2022, but no, 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 no. I did not make that mistake. How many days is it now? Till the end of our COVID emergency. It's got to be like 95. Something like that. Anyway. End of the COVID emergency, May 11th. We got a lot of uh, interesting feedback last night. On the show. And this morning, we heard from... uh, some elected officials and everything who are very interested in, uh, the one company we were talking about last night. Oh, well gotta be careful out there with info. So I normally do not mention company names. What's, is there something else big going on tonight? I don't know. That's what I hear. Yes. I know it's the state of the union. We'll see what happens with that. I'm sure we'll be filled with a lot of stuff. We got a lot of information out there today. Big story today continues to be the powerful quake in Turkey. We shared last night information on earthquake preparedness. If you are in a earthquake zone, what well, probably would behoove you from doing that. And if you are not in the, uh, being prepared, if you're not in an earthquake zone, find out what disasters are common in your area and prepare for those. Every couple, as uh, I had mentioned last night, uh, a couple of my coworker colleagues are on a project I'm working on now. Uh, they have family, friends, uh, and everything else in Turkey. And they uh, thankfully, none of them were impacted directly by the disaster over there. And it's, but uh, they're still, you know, they were able to find everybody. But now you have a huge humanitarian situation over there. Uh, the United States and UK and several other countries sent over uh, rescue teams there. There are a lot of, you know, I like what you always get with these stories where there's a lot of sad stories, or a lot of very happy stories, happy reunions, things of that nature. So I would uh, caution you, and I'm, um, I'm not going to be talking about it too much tonight. We talked about it last night. If uh, And watching a lot of that uh, stuff on the internet, TV. Do people actually watch TV anymore? I don't know. Uh, and everything else, they, you need to use some discretion around there. Talk with your children about the disasters. Now, you don't want children to be freaked out with this stuff. no an appropriate thing. You know your child the best. Now have an appropriate conversation with them, preparing for emergencies, explaining things to them. So that's something uh, you need to remember. Here is one from Yahoo News from the LA Times. California hasn't seen a catastrophic earthquake recently, but the quiet period won't last. This week's catastrophic earthquake in Turkey and Syria has stressed the latest warning of the potential risks for California and other seismically active areas. Some California cities have retrofitted or demolished problem buildings buildings, following quakes in the 1980s and 1990s, but many buildings in the state have not endured the same kind of intense shaking experience in Turkey and Syria. The magnitude 7.8 earthquake struck Southeastern Turkey. We all know that. Uh, we had the you no, know, they always talk about the San Andreas fault in California, but there are several uh, other uh, uh, faults, as I had discussed last night in California and earthquakes are very common all around everywhere. It's just that you don't notice most of them In Rio a little, something a little bit lighter here in Rio de Janeiro, uh, Carnival has returned full steam ahead, right? So uh, and in case you're not Christian or you're not really familiar, a lot of Christians aren't familiar with this, is that the Tuesday before uh, Ash Wednesday, and what is Ash Wednesday this week, uh, this year? Uh, hold on. Ash Wednesday, I you know I gotta pre-script all this stuff. Wednesday, February twenty second, and one of our listeners, Lisa, in Burlington, New Jersey, that's her birthday. Wednesday, February twenty second. Uh, she, uh, but anyway, uh, Fat Tuesday, as they call it, is on the t- February twenty first, and I believe that is uh, Washington's birthday also. But anyway, there's usually a celebration. Uh, almost like a Cinco de Mayo type celebration for that, and then you have go through forty days of fasting with Lent. The next day, the holiday, the church season before Easter. So, uh, Carnival is right before, and concludes on on a, a, a Fat Tuesday, and it's partying and happiness and everything else. And usually, in my faith tradition, the Lutheran Church, uh, most Lutheran churches have. Uh, a celebration, and just because of ease of that, uh, it's often either soup or a uh, breakfast. We always used to do uh, breakfast for dinner that night, and uh, you know, it was really nice. Uh, really a nice thing, you know, you got together. So, no, if you celebrate it, celebrate it. Celebrate it responsibly, uh, and then uh, Ash Wednesday starts on that day. So, Uh, We're going to cut away to a commercial and I had something else I wanted to talk about some business we wanted to talk about here, uh, like we always do.
0: In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with The Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with The Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with The Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others as individuals we can do great things but as a team we become amazing dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support
1: so i was asked today by someone who you folks know what exactly is safety wars I was at a you know, it's trying to write these things succinctly. It's very difficult sometimes, and on you know on the spot, you know, text message. In this case, it was a LinkedIn message. Our program, uh, our uh, head of our station here, Safety FM, is uh, you know Jay Alley. He knows who contacted me today, but uh, anyway. It was a little bit of a surprise, but anyway, safety, what is safety wars? I know you're listening to, you're probably, what the hell is he doing here? Every night, you know, he's all over the place, but safety wars is more than a podcast and a live radio show. It's more than that. We deliver relevant content dealing with safety, current events, environmental issues, and how they relate to you and your family's safety, whether it's at your home, your workplace, your schools, or in your community. We try to delve into behind-the-scenes information that other programs, other sources do not include. What do we try to do? We try to offer an optimistic and hopeful view of the future, one that you can take control of, and that you often don't find anywhere else. So that's why we are here on safetyfm.com weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right. So adjust it to your local whatever time you're listening to, or maybe you're listening to this on podcast, and you're on your favorite podcast platform as Safety Wars. So what's our motto? I think for 2023 until probably the election, don't be manipulated by anybody, be informed. That's what we're doing here. So uh, that's gonna go into our uh note uh new promo and advertisement. I'll talk to Jay Allen putting that on there uh, and onto the radio or safety show. And we'll go from there. That's what we're doing here. We are going to uh, continue to do this. We want, don't want you to be manipulated. We want you to be informed. We want you to be empowered to do what you, you know, no, And who's the manipulation coming from? From all directions nowadays. We're going to be talking about some stuff later on in this show if we have time on this, right? So here we have, uh, and my wife was thrilled about this one, near collisions on roadways in New York and Texas rattle aviation officials. House Transportation Committee fearing focuses on plane safety issues after two recent incidents. This is from Micah Maidenberg from Wall Street Journal. Air safety officials and members of Congress are raising fresh concerns about recent near collisions on roadways in New York and Texas. Close calls that threatened a relatively long stretch of without domestic aviation accidents involving major airlines. We can't take our eye off the ball. And if you, uh, well, at least one of these, it was a uh, air, air, no airplanes are on the. Uh, uh, here you go. One commonality. I just read the article, right? Between them, is both incidents called runway incursions or serious close calls. In other words, the planes are like right next to each other on the runway. They're taking off or landings, that sort of thing. So uh, I'm glad that they're looking into it. But again, remember the aviation industry. Very, very safe because they have redundancy built into every system that they have. The fact that this, uh, and I'm sure that the redundancy here helped prevent this. Or uh, hopefully it wasn't uh, heroic efforts on behalf of uh, either pilot and landing crews, that sort of thing. Now, dumb luck, sometimes dumb luck happens. Sometimes, But human error also happens too. Things happen. They're about reducing human error. As one of those things, but uh, no, we have levels of control here, safeguards built into here. You now, some there are thousands built into a plane, uh, and that's something you got to remember here. Planes are very safe here. This is the fact that this doesn't happen every day is a miracle with the amount of planes running here. Here you have a situation in uh, an eastern Ohio village, right. So, residents not yet permitted to return home after an Ohio derailment. Residents in a, this is from Wall Street Journal, uh, Chris Mayer and Esther Fung. Uh, residents in an eastern Ohio village were unable to return to their homes on Tuesday amid continued air and water monitoring a day after a controlled burn of chemicals at a trail derailment. A uh, Ohio government... Governor Mike DeWine had issued a mandatory evacuation on Sunday for residents within a one mile radius of East Palestine, a village of nearly 5,000 people on the border with Pennsylvania, after 50 cars uh, derailed and caused a chemical fire. And uh, what was in these things? Uh, so they're doing water monitoring and everything. Very prudent thing to do. A great thing. But again, here we go disaster in a community, right? What do you do? Right? Where or how are you prepared? How do you have resilience? Do you have capacity? Uh, does your community have capacity in here? Uh, you know, around here, around here, Clarkstown, New York, uh, they, uh, uh, my wife reminded me, we there was a big Clarkstown made the news again today, and Spring Valley made the news again, uh, national news. Uh, they, uh, 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 no, do they have capacity here? I'll, no, we have rail uh, lines running through here all the time. There were security issues for years going on here, and it was actually a scenario in the community emergency response team training that I took was specifically train, der- train derailments, right? So how are you going to do that? You know, again, do you have capacity? We're not talking about all of a sudden in one day you're prepared. That's not a realistic thing. Pick one thing a year, find out, and then you go and you do it uh, here. Uh, Oh, the fact that they evacuated rather than shelter it in place was very, uh, tells you that it was probably very serious. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, It was vinyl chloride, a colorless gas that can easily burn and is used to make polyvinyl chloride, hard plastic resin, right? And it was diverted into a trench. Okay, that's where they're getting water issues, right? Into a trench, meaning into the ground. The chemical was ignited with uh, flares. Exposure to vinyl chloride is associated with an increased risk of liver cancer, according to the National Cancer Institute. Where do I, where ha- I've worked with a lot with uh, vinyl chloride on environmental cleanups? Uh, it's usually the la- end uh, product, the end uh, daughter, right? Of a lot of chemicals in the uh, in the environment, chemical spills, oil spills, uh, uh, cleaner plants, cleaning plants, things of that nature. Vinyl chloride has is like the, the last fate there, but it doesn't mean that it's not. It doesn't mean it's safe, right? It's still there are exposure standards, I'm sure for that and for uh, a, a groundwater cleanup standards, things of that nature. It's been a long time since I've, uh, looked at that personally, but vinyl chloride, no serious thing. Uh, usually it's in, uh, uh, a gaseous form, but, uh, you know, it could be liquid mixed in with things, things of that nature. So, uh, good job guys. I hope it, uh, and ladies out there, I hope, uh, things were, turn out okay for, uh, that whole thing and nobody gets hurt. So we're gonna go right on over to do 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 money. I always like this because we are uh, always uh, the that no, we get ahead of everybody else out there. Late night talk shows. Dow Jones Industrial tanked and then it came up a little bit, ending the day at thirty four one 69. S&P 500, 4,164. NASDAQ, 12,113. Russell, 2000, 1972. All these are in the green. U.S. Treasury note is in the green. Uh, 10-year note at 3.656. Bitcoin, 23,390. It's up. Crude oil is up, 77,44. Again, it keeps oscillating around there. 75, all right? 84, that area. Precious metals. What are we looking at? We're looking at gold at 1885. 80, it's up slightly. Uh, silver at 22.52. Up slightly. Platinum uh, downward, down right now at 9.94.20. Palladium at 16.87. That's all at 17 minutes after the hour on Tuesday, February 7th. Someone told me you shouldn't mention that name. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Okay. We're going to do do do. Let's uh go to commercial break again. Is your safety training old, stale and hackney? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Posel at 845 845- 269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. And we're back. Let me talk about that. 25, you know, I've, uh, was contracted with a nationally recognized, nationally known organization to do safety training for them. And I'm looking at their overheads and I ended up having to revise a lot of them. Uh, because Literally twenty five years of uh uh twenty stuff from twenty five years ago. I've been doing this for uh, you know thirty years. They're like son of a gun. Uh, they're using stuff from twenty five years ago, fifteen years ago, and I mentioned it to them. Well, we're not going to change it. Apparently, okay, great. You know, (laughs) well, sorry, I can't do training for you. I I can't get. I cannot in good uh, conscience anymore. Go and beat up the employees. Can't do it. I don't mean physically. I mean you know, I mean uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. I don't mean physically. I mean you know, emotionally. Yeah, you know, and everything else. I mean, it, you can't do this anymore. We had a situation uh, at a couple of our jobs, a couple of places that we audited, where you had supervisors like screaming and yelling at people and everything else. And it's like I had to, like, talk one guy out of not quitting. I said, look, dude, we'll, we'll manage this. you got to give us a chance to manage this with this guy. You, can, you know, you can't go out and, oh, well, you don't like someone and quit the job? Come on, have a, you know. I mean, if you want to do that, do that, but you can't, you know, Think about what, how that impacts everything else. And you sat down and I said, take a breath. Take a walk. Want to go out for a walk? Take a breath. And they said, well, Jim, we're like in, you know, in a real bad. I can't go on and take, a- I, I, you know what I mean, but you know, take a deep breath. I said, you've been to work. Sis. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, I find myself the older I get. And no, all of a sudden you know, I was a young guy on the job for many years. Now, all of a sudden I got to go kill my hairs. I got a little bit of gray beard when I don't shave. That's why I haven't done Instagram. I didn't shave for two days. Right. Uh, I got to look good for Instagram. Getting a lot of good hits on it. By the way, you want to join us on Instagram, you go on over to our new, on our updated webpage today. Safetywords.com. We have links to everything on there. And we'll be talking more tomorrow on some of the stuff. Uh, also, some of our updates. Now, join us on social media. Like us and share. Uh, if you don't like us, don't share. And, you know, don't share. You know, uh, that's okay, too. That way people will find out for themselves about us, and we'll be fine. So, uh, again, uh, those uh, 7,700 people so far dead in the quake. In uh, uh, There is a horrible, horrible situation in uh, there. Now, here is something uh, here. Uh, the people on screen are fake, but the disinformation is real. So you've probably seen these advertisements. I have on social media, and in some cases, I saw it on regular uh, TV. Not that there's a such a thing as regular TV anymore. We know everyone uses an app. You no, know, there's a million of them out there. Where you actually have computer computer generated people, just like in that old movie from the 1980s, early 1990s, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Richard Dawson, and a whole bunch of other uh, no. Uh, uh, a lot of other uh, stars in it, the Running Man, where they actually have computer generated people in there giving the news. And you cannot tell, you know, that this is all fake. I mean, it looks very convincing. I mean, you don't have, you know, I have a face made from radio here, right? Unless you talk to my mother, of course. But you go in here and these people look real. And it's like, holy crap, they look real. And then, and then you get safety training video. I get these, uh, we'll do your safety training video. We'll have this like nice, good-looking guy, blah, blah, blah. You just give us the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the text and he'll talk and all of that. Okay, great. You know, you don't have to talk about anything. ever write a script for anything? It's, you know, it's a nightmare for me at least. And then, uh, you know, and you can't tell whether it's true or not. And they're very convincing. This is getting worse and worse because there's stories all over the internet today about, (coughs) pardon me, about women. And there are women, uh, you are usually the victims, this could be a man, that men are actually able to take their likeness, their face, put it on a body, and then they go and they do no, uh, uh, you know, uh, not so nice, dirty movies. And then this becomes viral. And then all of a sudden, other people see, oh, this is, uh, you know, uh, Jane Doe, my friend. And look, she's doing uh, dirty movies. I mean, this is really sick stuff out there that's going on. So this is why, you know, I, I had a conversation. Not that I always talk about family stuff. I had a conversation with my uh, son. And he's like, well, daddy... No, I, I, we were forced to get him a cell phone because there are no payphones anymore. My daughter's on, t- on uh, not TikTok, uh, Instagram saying, Daddy, what's that? Honey, that's a payphone, right? And I edited out her face on that. That's a payphone. What is it? It's a payphone. Well, there are no payphones. My mother never ma- always made sure we had, pardon me, change. Well, we will leave the house, In So you need her, okay? Call the thing. Not that she ever had an answering machine, you know. But anyway, need us to call, blah blah blah. Well, guess what? We can't do that. So everybody has to have a cell phone now. And I'm very, and I, my son says to me, Daddy, how come you want to always look at my cell phone? I say, Yeah, because you're ten. You're ten years old. You're gonna be. I'm not looking at your cell phone. Well, you don't have a right to do that. I say, Yeah, I do. I pay for it. You know, this is the way it is. You got to monitor the the stuff your kids are watching. Whenever I see these videos, and now it's getting to the point, we actually did a couple of promos here and a couple of sections here over the last year that were uh, from text, right? Where I was able to put it into a program and you you can't tell it's not me talking live. It's my voice. It's incredible. You, pay, you know, look at the uh, uh, phone. You know the ph- scam phone calls you get all the time. They get on there. My mother was laughing hysterically because after my father died, I you know I'm trying to cheer her up that some one of these scam calls calls to my father's phone. I pick it up and I say hello, and before I and I started giving out the address at Starfleet Academy and everything else. What do you do? I'm a starship admiral. Right, and everything else going on, there, uh, you know, and they're and they're talking to you like they're a real, uh, yeah. My mother was laughing so hard. I got her to laugh a little bit after my father's death. But you got to be really careful what's out there. You know, it's called deep fate technology. It's incredible uh, when they take your likeness and put it up there, you know? Maybe they could take 30 or 40 pounds off me. That would be great, So, uh, the, this um, uh, global warming, we're going to be talking about global warming in a couple of weeks here uh, uh, with a special uh, program, right, in a couple of weeks here. I'll give you a preview, All right? The European, I'm trying to set it up right now. The European Commission has proposed allowing increased levels of state aid so that Europe can compete with the United States as a manufacturing hub for electric vehicles and other green products and reduce its dependence on China. European Commission Chief Ursula von der Leyen on Wednesday announced as part of the plan a repurposing of existing EU funds faster approval for green projects that drive and drive to boost skills and seal trade agreements to secure supplies of critical raw materials going on and on and on and on. Well, I don't know. A lot of these materials come from China. So, uh, you know, and there is a global market for this. And these are commodities and that are impacted. It doesn't cross borders. So I don't know how this is going to work out here. I'm not an economist. But being an old-fashioned environmental policy analyst, I don't think anybody has thought any of this crap through entirely. Because everybody's in a hurry to act rather than think. And some people say, well, we've thought enough. For th- yeah, okay, we've been doing this since 1985, as far as I know. That's when I got involved with it. All right? I don't know. I, I still don't think that we've thought through all of this. So uh, we're going to go back into uh, a small break here. I got to get a drink. I'm starting to lose my voice. This is what happens when you're outside for 12 hours a day.
0: ...with a powerful force of knowledge and support.
1: OSHA recordables. First aid cases. Catastrophic losses. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. We're going to mosey on over to Dollar Tree, right? I'm going to say this. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty, right? Any of these stories I'm going into, they get negotiated downward. They're proposed penalties. They get get litigated like we were talking about the company last night, the local company, and everything else. So, by the way, local news, all right? Again, we made the national news here, Rockland County, New York. When there was a, mur- a police officer was murdered in New York City, an off-duty police officer, they, per- they caught the guy like five miles away from my house. Unbelievable. And by the way, there was a huge story about two or three years ago on loha.com on the sex trafficking trade in and around New York City. Well, right that's right on Route 59 here. We're going through Rockland County also. But, so uh, anyway... A lot goes on around here. So, everyday danger. Dollar Tree, again, found locking emergency exits at federal inspection in Alabama as history of unsafe operations continues. Now, what's good about this press release from the U.S. Department of Labor is that uh, it was released today, this afternoon, uh, is that it gives you a little bit more uh, context, a little bit more context as far as the whole Dollar Tree stuff, right? So, in a disturbing trend seen by federal workplace safety inspectors, OSHA—and I'm not—I'm paraphrasing some of this here, right—has again found one of the nation's largest retail Dollar Tree. They got caught again, right? OSHA opened an inspection at Dollar Tree store at a Dollar Tree store in Florence, Alabama, July 2022, and found a dumpster wheeled carts, and a movable conveyor belt blocking exit routes that exposed employees to fire hazards. Inspectors also identified struck by hazards related to unsafe storage and stacking of boxes and merchandise. The agency issued citations for three repeat violations and proposed $171,886 in penalties for the company's latest workplace safety failures. Now, this next thing gives you a little bit more context here, because things are not all bad at Dollar Tree and Family Dollar, based on the next sentence. Since 2017, federal and state OSHA programs identified more than 300 violations and more than 500 inspections. So that's only three... No, right? That's not at all of it. Like they 500, they've had 300 violations, and a lot of these facilities are multiple violations. Right? So... Things are not all bad here, right? At Dollar Tree Family Dollar Store is operated by Dollar Tree Incorporated based in Chesapeake, Virginia. Blocked exit routes, unsafe working conditions, unsafely stacked boxes of merchandise are all too commonly found by workplace safety inspectors. According to OSHA regional administrator Kurt Petermeyer in Atlanta, quote, in the event of a fire or other emergency, seconds matter. The inability of employees and others to exit a store quickly and safely could have serious consequence. As is too often the case, ocean inspectors found merchandise and other equipment blocking walkways and an emergency exit at a Dollar Tree store. The company has repeated and continued disregard for human safety suggests that the company thinks its profits are ma- matter more than people, end quote. So, There are $16,000 tree and family dollar locations in 48 states and five in Canada. The company also has a nationwide logistics network of more than 193,000 employees. The company reported gross profit of $7.7 billion in 2021. And of course, you know, they could contest this, cited, you know, all of this. So again, 300 violations. Averaged over 16,000 uh, locations in uh, 48 states. Okay, got to keep this in perspective. Every town has one of these, right? Except for maybe New York City. But anyway, uh, no, New York City has one. I passed one uh, recently. But all right, so it's not everything is bad. You know, you're not going to go into a Dollar Tree and have a big problem here. With this, but this is just where they showed up, right? Right, uh, and uh, no, the other argument is well, they didn't do all of them; they did have problems with all of them. Guess what? You get dig deep enough, you're going to have to find a problem somewhere. But the problem I think with Dollar Tree, and based on the people who I have interviewed at Dollar Tree, now I knew workers, right, uh, who re- didn't want to go on camera for obviously you know reasons. It's communication. Right, it's communication, incentives, things that are put in there, uh, and it's no, not the workers' fault, not the workers' fault, no, really not the workers' fault in any of this, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's easy to you know why we blame the workers because it's easy to blame the workers. Here we have a, a from Jackson, Missouri. A contractor could have fa- could have prevented a deadly. Flora explosion! Oh, I gotta read this one. A flora explosion. Death of a twenty-five-year-old welder. Okay, federal investigators have uh, determined that the employer of a twenty-five-year-old welder who suffered fatal injuries in an explosion at a uh, flora work. Okay, flora. Okay, worksite. Okay, that's a location. I was thinking flora. I'm thinking flora flowers exploded. Wow. By the way, that reminds me, February 14th, one week from today, who suffered fatal injuries in an explosion at a flora work site in July 2022 could have prevented the tragedy by following federal workplace safety standards. The U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety Health Administration learned the explosion occurred during welding operations while the work crew employed by a company replaced old metal tanks with fiberglass ones. The explosion sent seven of the company's employees to local hospitals, including the welder, who died as a result of his injuries six days later. And uh, the terrible loss, right? So what did they come by? It was an oil field contractor. Uh, willfully failing to fill saltwater disposal tanks with water, or to thoroughly clean, ventilate, and test the tank for flammable substances. OSHA cited the company with serious violations for failing to instruct workers about unsafe conditions and regulations, working around equipment containing flammable substances, making provisions for prompt medical attention. That's your first state CPR, guys. Now we talk about... Have valid certifications available for a person having a site on site, having first aid training that uh, and the closest infirmary or medical facility more than 10 minutes away. Again, no uh, first aid CPR training. But guess what? You can remedy that. Give us a call here at safety words. Eight, four, five, two, six, nine, five, seven, seven, two. Well, we do first aid CPR training. We do it a lot. It's one of our most often requested uh, services here. Remove or protect movable fire hazards, near welding operations, and Flammable substances, ensure employees working in a plastic aerial lift use fall protection. HOSHA has, for, uh, has proposed close to $200,000 in penalties. So uh, pretty interesting here. Let's go and go to the actual citations. Here let's read what we have here and again these are uh, under the new uh citation scheme these are pretty high gravity stuff a couple of these things so it's uh, 29 CFR 1926.21 we know it's 1926 it's in the construction so they no training what was in the tank natural gas condensate Okay, so natural gas is methane, so it's a condensate of methane. So methane with water or some sort of thing, right? That's what I'm thinking. And some other materials. Toluene. There was a famous toluene explosion in 1984 in Arizona on that, right? You can look it up on YouTube. Hydrogen sulfide and benzene. Ooh. The Chemical Safety Board also has out a video on this type of accident also at a similar place in Missouri also. Ooh. Here's citation one, item number 2A. Type of violation, serious. This is $10,000. The first one was $10,938. second one was $10,938 it uh, prompt medical attention, no arrangements, 1926.50. Another one, 1926.50 uh, first aid uh, standard, right? In the absence of an infirmary, no, no, uh, first aid CPR training on site. For whatever reason, nobody likes to go for that training. And you know, it's like, uh, a liability and this and that, and I don't want to have to obligate it to help. Oh, okay, great. I I shared with someone from uh, with you folks a story from several months ago, where a uh, I got that from somebody for years. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then he, and then guess what? He needed it. Now it's in the bat. Now he's one of the biggest proponents of first aid CVR training. Don't let it get to that point, folks. Now on March thirty first, we're going to be honor uh, or about March thirty first. I don't know what day of the week we're going to be talking about first aid CPR training. That's our tradition here because that's when my mother in law Nancy passed away, and we, my brother in law Donald, and I, we uh, performed CPR. Unfortunately, wasn't uh, uh, successful. When practical, type of violation serious. When practical. Objects to be welded, cut, or 1926-352, right? Cut or heated were not moved to a designated safe location. Ooh. Again, explosion hazards from those chemicals. And it all comes down to the... Okay, here you go. Uh, no fall protection was 1926.53. So people can have it in their uh, mind that they don't need fall protection in a boomer basket, right? Uh, no. Scissor lift, yes or no. According to ocean, no. But in a boom lift, yes. Again, if you want training in aerial boom lifts, give us a call. 845-269-5772. We give that too. You'll get me out there. My insightful safety training on that. We go into intro to hop on that, on all our safety training here. Uh, drums containers are a hollow structures, which have contained toxic. This is 1926-352. Again, uh, filled with water, or thoroughly clean of substances. Now, the first big industrial accident, one of the first I know, that I was ever uh, heard of, my brother John... Very narrowly missed being burned and killed with this. And unfortunately, his coworker was burned over like forty percent of the bo- his body. So my brother John was working in a machine shop, small mom and pop operation, in uh, Woodbridge. This is had to be 1981 and 1982, and he had a coworker. And everyone has a coworker like this, right? When the boss is away, they're in charge. Whether they're in charge or not, they're in charge. And my brother uh, was going, it was lunch break, and uh, it was a union uh, facility. So lunch break, and my brother says, hey, look, I'm going to lunch. I've been here since 5 o'clock in the morning working on a project no, it's a rush job. We all, we have it done. We just got it done. I'm going out to lunch and then I'm taking this project. I am putting it on my truck and I am the company truck and I'm making a delivery to the customer for this. Uh, no, when I come back, now, when I come back from lunch, I'll, and it was, uh, somebody had 55 gallon drums and they wanted to, go and uh they wanted handles welded on the drums they were going to use them for uh garbage cans they said they were going to use them for garbage cans all right they were using them for moonshine so my brother said look i'm going out to lunch i'll be back in a half an hour i'd be glad to go and weld this for you but you know i got you know union shop kind of followed union rules Right, and uh, I'll be back in a half an hour, blah blah blah. His coworker, right, so oh, I'll do it and my brother John said, Look, I'm I'll I've been here since five o'clock. I've been here seven hours at this point. Take a half an hour lunch, I'll come back, I'll do the job, no problem. Do you mind waiting for for a half an hour, sir? The guy says, Yeah, no problem, I got it. I'll you no, know, I'll wait for a half an hour. So his coworker uh, you know, starts to set up. My brother comes in like 15 minutes later. He gets he's like cheese sandwiches. There was a place around the corner. I know this is a d d story time, right? Place around the corner had great cheese sandwiches. Anyway, uh, they so comes in and his coworker strikes an arc to weld these handles on here. And he asked the guy, he says, you sure that was nothing in here? He said, no, they're brand new drums. Well, guess what? He was using them for moonshine. And that thing lit up like you wouldn't believe. My brother said the flame that came off that thing was about three or four foot long, it looked like. uh This co-worker, again, no FRC, because there's only a, we're just going to tack well these on here, not a big deal. No FRC. No welding uh, shield, right? You need a welding shield, arc welding, right? Nothing, not a zilch, zero. Burned like 40, 50% of his torso, blew his shirt off. It was a hard, melted. It was a horrible thing. He never really recovered from that. Came back to him, never, but uh, you know, my brother, this might've been him. So what did my father do? My father took me, no, it was a Saturday. My father took me into the machine shop with my brother and said, if you ever come across this situation, do not, under any circumstance, allow people to do this. And my uncle, who was already in business for himself, my uncle Kenny, and along with my uncle Dave, they when they shared this story with them. Don't let anybody do this. And my uncle Kenny said, you never freaking weld anything on a drum and you don't believe anybody. And on on this, and these procedures that were in this story just now were the procedures that were in place uh, in that machine shop to prevent something like this from happening. But the other thing is this. The last thing that they were relying on was that the owner had to approve all welding. Again, circumvented that. Not the worker's fault because this had happened many, many, many times before and the owner was okay with it, never said anything. But the written procedure was the owner had to approve everything. And uh, that didn't happen. Never fully recovered. He made a recovery, came back to work, but never was quite the same again. Another OSHA news release here. As winter surges, OSHA reminds employers of carbon. Oh, we got another story on this too. Carbon monoxide, right? So this is actually what happened uh, in the Clarkstown School District and my son's uh, school yesterday. As winter surges, OSHA reminds employers of carbon monoxide risk when using portable generators and other equipment indoors. So, again, where's carbon monoxide from? Carbon monoxide is from incomplete combustion. All right? Incomplete combustion of uh, uh, usually attributed as most common uh, uh, poisoning from, my, my, from what I recall in the United States. Uh, so that you have a lawnmower, you have a truck, you have a generator people bring it inside because of power issues not supposed to do that and we know this country has a boatload of power issues right now that went unreported for years in the media uh reported here at least once a week and uh you know uh, uh Carbon monoxide poisonous gas, and the PEL is fifty parts per million. Well, this actually happened, and uh, you know the OSHA's reminding people don't use this stuff indoors. Actually, happened at my son's school. Somebody parked their car, uh, a delivery truck, outside the air intake for the HVAC, and my son's classroom got evacuated yesterday for a couple hours for carbon monoxide. So, uh, guess what? We actually sat down with him. Over uh, on his way back from baseball practice today, we talked about carbon monoxide issues, and I explained to him what no what what it was and everything else. Again, it's never too early to talk about safety with a child. Remember, this is a child that uh, was going through uh, uh, the hierarchy of controls because he didn't want Santa to get burned coming through the chimney on Christmas when he was three. Right. So anyway. So, and then uh, about a couple years later, he was explaining the uh, 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 ways that chemicals get through uh, uh, membranes and surfaces. When my wife brought home a shopping bag that was leaking and she said, I don't understand, it's plastic. And he said, mom, water, it takes time for water to get from one side of the plastic to the other. And then it could also go through like a hole in there. And it could also be, you know, uh, with certain things, it could discolor it and, like, the, you know, it uh, eats away at the plastic. And she says, and I said, I'm listening to this. I said, yeah, ma- yeah, hon. Yeah, mom. He's explaining, you no know, penetration, degradation, and permeation. And she says, you're listening to your father too much. And he was about five or six at the time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. We covered this uh, at another post office. Now the post office seems to be on the uh, frequent violator list here for the same thing. What we just covered this about a month ago uh, in another—I believe it was Kentucky or Tennessee. (laughs) You're gonna love this one. All right, (laughs) the employer, the U.S. Postal Service, in Chesapeake, Virginia. U.S. Department of Labor cites U.S. Postal Service for failing to provide running water, a usable bathroom at Chesapeake facility for more than a month. (laughs) The citation issued one serious violation and one repeat violation. Investigative findings, the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration opened an inspection at the U.S. Postal Service Chesapeake facility on August 30, 2022, responding to an allegation that the employer did not provide potable water to the facility or an operating bathroom. OSHA inspectors learned that Postal Service had not paid water and sanitation bills dating back to February 2022. Which resulted in late payment fees. In july twenty twenty two, the water supply was shut off for non payment and was not returned to service until the day after OSHA's inspection. O- inspectors determined the facility made an employee walk there, work there without running water or usable bathroom for more than a month. Proposed penalties thirteen thousand eight hundred and forty dollars. No gluvenal. The employers must ensure a safe and healthful workplace by making sure workers have access to water for drinking and sanitation, explained OSHA Area Director Brian Rizzo in Norfolk, Virginia. We can say Norfolk in New Jersey, but it's actually Norfolk, Virginia. U.S. Postal Service management responsible for this facility should have acted more quickly to protect employee health. Wow! Wow! I, I you know this. This could be a promo, man. This is hysterical in a way. I, I sorry, I feel bad for the worker, but I, you know. And here we go. I'm going to conclude tonight. Now, tonight's the State of the Union. I'm always tempted when I was into politics. I was always tempted always tempted to do a uh, no on a couple of times i did with a small group of friends where you did a state of the union uh chat box and things you know, i'm always tempted to do that but you know ah all this stuff has a tendency of resurfacing years later and you know i don't want to have a problem years from now right so this time of year, January or February, what do we talk about? in a lot of organizations, they're called smart goals, as opposed to dumb goals, right? Yeah, smart goals. And I, for years, uh, when I worked in uh, the oil industry, we used to have uh, we used to have uh, to write up our smart goals for one of our clients. So we worked with the client and everything else, and it was all now. It sounded good. We're, we're, no, oh, we're going to be spark. I mean, you had to go and you had to follow them through the years, and it was a lot of it was good. I mean, we tried to write up good goals, so you could tell. And they wanted everything in here. And the problem here is this: we know the whole thing with safety statistics, so we're going to cover that in the near future. Now, all, a lot these things are self-serving a lot of times. they' they treat them as their objective statistics, but we all know they're subjective. They're jimmied for lack of a better word, right? Yeah, my name is Jim. Right. And they're Jimmy. They're fabricated. And everything. And they said, well, now you got to set a smart goal. And they said, well, stay away from quotas. But, yeah, but you're asking for quotas. So, well, you're trying to, yeah, but stay away from quota. And it goes back and forth. And they're demanding all these smart goals from you. But, no, I turned it around. The last person I, that went, no, hot and heavy, and, yeah, yeah. Jim, you got to do the smart goals. Jim, you got to do the sparkles. Jim, you got to do the sparkles. Right. Right. And they're banging on the table and yelling and screaming and everything else. I turn around and say, Hey, where are your smart goals? What's this organization's smart goals? If your organization is not communicating a vision, you have as a lapse of leadership. If they're not releasing, well, these are our goals, that's a lapse of leadership. And to their credit, they whipped out some smart goals. This is what we're trying to do, X, Y, and Z. Well, that's good. Why, aren't you, why haven't you ever communicated these things before? Well, maybe we should have. I'm very antagonistic, and I try to get along with people. I'm a nice guy. I get along with people. I was actually told today by a construction worker that I am actually the nicest safety professional that they ever met. I said, can you write a review? He said, I don't know how to write. But anyway, I was the nicest safety professional they ever met. But, you know, you got to be for, you know, the smart goals. They got to be specific. What are you going to be doing? What if you're going to be specific, be measurable? Okay, great. Now quantifying, right? They said, no, so a lot of people say quantify them. If you quantify them, you better make damn sure you can quantify them. You got to be very careful doing this stuff. Are they achievable? Are, can you achieve these goals that you're putting? You know, they got to be somewhat realistic. On here. Can they be relevant? Are they relevant to what they're doing? Yeah, we're going to give 40 hour training to everybody for Haswaffer. Yeah, but this is not a Haswaffer facility. Oh, well, oops. They got to be time bound. Well, now, what are you going to get them done? And, no, and this is where a lot of organizations fail. They do not give themselves a vision, leadership, Smart goals, anything like that. And then they go and they beat everybody else up for it. So, what's the moral of the story here? Now, Google what a smart goal is, look it up, no, try to do, get back with us. So, we have certain smart goals. And no, uh, I sit down with, uh, I've done it twice already with Jay Allen. What are your goals for the program and everything else? Right? Are we, hey, how are you going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't call them smart goals, but we talk about what we're going to do in our organization here. I'm sure uh, Jay talks about it with the other, uh, some of the other folks right here or somehow. Hey, what do you want to do? Blah, 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 blah. No, we talk about that. We talk about what this is. I talk about it with my clients. What are your smart goals? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Friendly. No reason to go out there and start screaming and yelling at people. Cursing at them over smart goals be antagonistic often no i'm i'm known organization will give us your smart goals and it's on their checklist smart goals boom submitted then they take that and they put it into their thing and then they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait some more and they wait some more and they wait some more and then what happens there's a problem Oh, you had this. You had this. Shame on you. Shame on you. And you didn't even achieve your SMART goals. Yeah, that happens. So what are we here? Our goal here is to continue to give you programming. Our goal here is to continue to lift you up, to give you some hope for tomorrow, some optimism and everything else and to encourage you to work safely and maybe be a little bit entertaining and maybe get Jim gets all of the stuff, all of the stress off of his chest. Like I've always said, this is the best talk therapy a person can have. This is a show for me. So we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the State of the Union. We lost our Department of Labor Secretary today. He's resigning, so we'll figure out that, that out tomorrow.